0: At midfield,
2: wearing number eight, the first All-Star ever from Loud, would you welcome Paddy Keenan?
1: Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners. Paddy has led from the front for Loud since his championship introduction in 2003.
0: Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by JP Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline, and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Laud are in front. And here it is. Now are All-Ireland Champions for
2: the third time. Town, 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 on today's Talking Points, do we really want to talk about that game? Yes, we do. I've, uh, we are Cavins and we are also... Damien Donoghue on again and we go through the game uh, on the car ride home. a shortened the journey and we also have Talking Points at the end that I do go through, I think there's about four or five, few positive shoots in there. So um, ta- if you did manage to download on iTunes or listen, um, thanks very much. You owned a few I'd say, um, but you're a true Loud fan anyway. So let's get cracking. Match report first. The we are allowed Calvin match report. The scoreboard really did lie. 13 points in the difference, 317 to 13 win for Calvin, it really did lie as Leger severely punished the start of the game was a beautiful brisk night in uh, Bre- Kingsman Breffney, uh, lovely floodlights crispy evening, but um, it was Calvin to get out of the blocks quicker and keeping O'Reilly in particular the corner forward, got a couple of early scores and settled the, ho- the whole game down really in the, in the opening contest he got three of, the first half- 3 of their 10 first half points, so he was very very lively early on, Dec- Bourne got a great point, and then uh, we like we, we didn't score. We didn't score for fifteen minutes after that. Uh, Martin Riley returned from his honeymoon and played left half back, and he was able to come up the field. He found an awful lot of space, and he kicked two points in that period. But after that thirteen minutes of not scoring, we came back into the game. Like we could, Decky kicked a fine point. Jim as well, and then Bourne. He showed his accuracy of his dead ball, bo- dead balls. Kicked a free and then a forty-five from the ground, super forty-five. But McGee, the midfielder, O'Shea and Carrollin as well, half back. He was kind of he was kind of their sweeper, and he was able to kick it a couple of scores as well. He added to us, added his second point. We were caught napping that time. It was a quick free, and he just broke up the field and tapped it over the bar. But then after half time poorly level with a free there's a point in it and you think OK, Genie Mack, here we go. But then we just, it just uh, just seemed to get away from Lead all together. They, they imposed themselves physically on the game. And it, that man again, Brian McGee, was central to it. He kept the scoreboard ticking over a freeze and he raised the roof with a goal. He bundled himself into the area, high ball in, it broke to him he just kicked it along the ground. That really was the defining goal. He just struck one four in a row and we couldn't get back into it after that. Keen Mackey came on, evergreen little forward really clever footballer and he smelt blood basically and he, he swung over two classy points when the confidence was up for Cavan, and the confidence had been drained from loud Ciaran Brady sent a half solid right through the heart of the loud defence and got a goal and then Niall Clerkin got a goal after the corner came up the field and he palmed it in Borgie kept loud in touch with a couple of frees and then Lourdes had a couple of debutants come on um, Conor Early was supposed to start he came on and Ciaran Downey came on and it was probably one of the most uh, positive things on the night uh, he kicked a fine point on it in on his debut so that was the match report 13 points i don't think calvin are a 13 point better team than Laird, but they took their chances and we missed theirs that was the difference so that's a uh, the we are Laird calvin match report Here is the post-match reactions from outside the dressing room in Kingspan, Breffney from loud manager Pete McGrath and loud captain Andy McDonald. It wasn't easy for the two men but to come out and spoke a few words and here it is.
3: Yeah, I suppose an emphatic defeat in the end. We um, well in at half-time. Um, we were 8-2 down and got ourselves back to two points. Jim kicked a lovely free just before half-time and gone in two points down and we felt we could go out and and, um, and get a, a, a result and it wasn't to be, same as the down match last week. We were well in contention and we just we kicked the first score again and don't know what happened then. It's just maybe it's a number of things, just in silly hours, just when we're in a good attacking positions, we just seem to be turned over easily and then uh, everyone's maybe committed and then we just leave holes open and they were expo- exposed there tonight. They got three goals in the second half and two of the goals are just straight down the middle but uh, it's hard but um, we'll go again and we have a big match now Sunday against Cork and we'll group now on Tuesday night for training and we'll give it our best um, do, it, do everything we can to stay up in Division 2 and, and hopefully hold our own We said we were 8-2 down after 20, tw- uh, 20 minutes and then we played for the last 15 and we showed what we could do, we kicked some great scores but very flat footed at the start I don't know what it was um, we just have to take a um, player uh Accountable. We have to be accountable for our actions, and just some silly things like fist passing to to the ground and to people's feet, and set it to the chest. Just stuff like that, myself included, and it just kills, kills momentum. And then we we seem to be turned over, and then we're just um, under pressure. Then, and they seem to just uh, pick scores. A lot of scores were from our errors going into that, into. our, a lot of their scores were because of our errors in the in our um field, and that was that was crucial. There's some mental turnovers, and it was very disappointing. But as I said, we'll, we'll regroup and go again Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like we've ended up being bet by by what 13 or 14 points, and we were point down after 37 minutes, and we thought we we were well in well in contention, and we showed we, we did play some good football towards the latter stage of the first half, and just coming out. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just as I said. It's just silly mistakes, and they they kill us. We're playing Division Two. It's not Division Three or Four. We're not playing the lower teams. These are good teams at Cavan and Down, and you'll be punished a lot easier than you will be against against maybe the weaker op- weaker opposition. But um, it's tough, and. We have a good panel there and um, it's just it's all about putting the hard work in now Tuesday and Thursday or Tuesday and Friday and I'm being ready to head down to Cork for Sunday mm-hmm. Yeah we need to start doing something about that it's for players it's a responsibility that you seen down last week they scored 1-2 in a row and there tonight you say you scored 1-4 we need to we need to counteract that we need to so, do something about it and it's our fault it's our responsibility it's nothing to do with management or we've been well trained and everything so it's just it's all about the player accountability and hopefully we'll be able to rectify that now in the training pitch Tuesday and Friday?
1: Yes, um, obviously the scoreboard tells its own story. Uh, it's, it's a heavy defeat. Um, we committed half time two points behind um, and we were on the front foot uh, the last 10 minutes of the first half. We scored first in the second half and then uh, Calvin had a quick flurry of three points which changed it complexion of the scoreboard completely and then when they got their first goal um, I think two things we had a a mountain to climb and when they got that first goal to go seven ahead then their confidence and their energy levels and their fluency all seemed to go up to another gear and while that was happening we were struggling just to keep, keep on their coattails and the longer the second half and on, uh, then the more difficult it it, it, it came for it, it became for us. And as the team who had the lead and the team with confidence, they were they were striding ahead all over the field. Uh, you could see the players were were struggling to cope. Uh, cabin in fairness to them now they played good football, they were they were well drilled they, they had a fluidity about them and a fluency and in the first half when the game was very open uh, they didn't hit very many wides and in that first half particularly the first 20 minutes of the first half our big downfall was the the, the, the number of, of times that our attacks were been turned over, giving the ball away or hitting in the goalkeeper's hands that we had a, a very high percentage of attacks quite easily turned over by Calvin and quite often was our own bad decision making or bad execution and they were hitting us hard in the counter attack but then when we stopped when we stopped making those mistakes and we got in closer and got, got that run of points uh, our game then became more like what it should be but then that, that third quarter when they got that flurry of points to go from one behind to four ahead or from one ahead to four ahead and then the goal that you could say at the end of the game as a as a competition, you know, as a contest. Well, no, I th- honestly think that the big ask, the big disappointment was, I say, we, we got so far down the field and we were giving the ball away or losing the ball in the tackle or, or kicking wides quite needlessly. And uh, any time Kevin went on the counter attack, they were punishing us. And their accuracy, their ability to take chances within you know with the minimum amount of space was quite impressive. Down the other end, we had. Equal opportunities for scores, and we were missing ours, and, and that, that that was another issue as well. It did look to be a message sent out that, well, look, lads, we're going to give this a real goal. Well, If you'd asked me at half time, uh, can you win this match? I would have said, yes, we can win it. But uh, one thing I would have been certain of at half time is that we'll be there in the last 10 minutes, and it didn't turn out that way, and that, that was the really, you know, that, that kind of implosion um, in that third quarter. Uh, when we let Calvin get away, and we made mistakes, mm. and they get away further that that was the most disappointing thing and you know these players have to learn they have to learn that at this level of football you have to be at it all the time, and mistakes will be punished, and opportunities that you get and carve out have to be taken, and we just let them off the hook a couple of times tonight, uh, and and then as I say, particularly in that third quarter, we just we just you know collapsed very very quickly, and that's that's disappointing. But we are where we are. And spoken to the players, we have to look at things that need to improve, and they have to take responsibility. As a management team, we have to take responsibility. And we've got seven days to get to get ready to go to Cork um, to win a game. We have five matches left in this league. Um, six points could keep you in the division. So we have five matches to play. If we win three of those, we could stay up, and that has to be our target.
2: So there you have it. Uh wasn't easy listening The two to two men are defeat, uh, deflated I should say and really these are proud football men and they don't like losing and they take it to heart so as you can see uh, Pete sounds frustrated Andy sounds annoyed he's annoyed with himself and he's annoyed he's annoyed with the group uh, Pete's looking at it like oh we've plenty to work on they're gonna work on it, and they're gonna learn from it. And these all come in. There's a lot of these that come into my talking points at the end. Um, like you can't, like you can't beat Andy McDonald. He's as honest as today. is long, you know. He, he like spoke very well. He laid it all out there. He even put his ha- his own hand up at one stage. So these boys are hurting. Don't think they aren't. It's a tough loss to take, but they still had. The the Pete and, and he still have the mind to decipher the game, cut through it, see what they, they can learn, see what they can just forget about, move on. But it bodes well. And uh, kudos to them for coming out and talking. It wasn't an easy easy thing to do. And it, but then talk so well it just shows the the measure of the two boys. Up next I'm talking to we are calvin and we are also Damien and we uh, we shortened the drive home with a chat about the Loud and Calvin game. Damien, delighted to have you back on, well I don't know whether I'm delighted or not, uh, to have you back on from We Are Calvin, um, disappointing night for Loud, um, you must be very happy with that Calvin performance. Yeah, definitely, like, any
0: day Calvin scores 3.17 and, and wins the game obviously, you're, you're going to be happy. Um, what, what I was happy with was you can start to see the evolution of, of Manny McGeehan's attacking plan. He, a lot more kicking in our game. Quivian Riley, I thought, was very good in the full forward line. While he was being very well marked, he managed to win a lot of ball and, and, and a good bit came off of my Um The goals were the crucial ones and, and the, the two early starts. So, Calvin started both halves very well I think that that was the crucial part for Calvin yeah, the, yeah. the 20 minutes fell before half time now we're in control and you know had to come out in the second half and, and produce that again it could have been a bit of different result but um, I don't know I, I I couldn't quite put my finger on what was going wrong for Loud because you could see plenty of talent you could see the full forward line I thought were, were, were good, good ball winners you know, yeah, but just yeah.
2: I think from a loud, no, no. from a loud point of view, it looked like we were the architects of our own downfall. Really, we would uh, we we we'd present ourselves with great opportunities and then we'd miss them, or we'd hold off and we'd we keep yous out after a couple of minutes attacking and then we give yous a saw free to get just back into it. And it. Just it just kind of killed us, and it killed the momentum in the game because, like you said, once we were, we got going in the first half. We were there, thereabouts, you know, we, we could compete quite well with you, you know. It's just, we did, even on the sucker punch as well, you, you, you took us for a lot of counterpointing scores, you know, just a lot of counterattacks yeah. there just killed us. And the funny thing about that was,
0: I was expecting that while Loud would drive forward that it holds maybe a sweeper or two sweepers, but Loud were, were attacking and attacking with such numbers the calvin the cabin lads looked almost defensive because they were they were coming back. But when calvin turned over, we turned over a lot of ball in our between our full back line yeah. and our half back line. There was a lot of space to go and attack into. Absolutely,
2: and, and that's super Like it, it, a lot of loud, a lot of loud Attacks went to die right in the heart of the cabin defence. I thought uh, Brady at centre yeah. half was really strong.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. you know. I, 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 wrong going forward as well He he runs hard line. Yeah. He He's constantly a support For a man off the shoulder And and, and he doesn't lose the ball In fairness to him generally He can take it through attacking um, I will say one thing And I have to say that thing As a cabin man While it wasn't a difference In the two teams the rub the grain from the referee definitely went Kevin
2: way. To I totally agree yeah. with you I don't like I don't like talking about referees I never do but I just felt he's got the hometown decisions that's actually one of my talking yeah. points I have later on we, yeah. did, we didn't get the freeze that you got and it just killed us we needed everything you know we didn't get it uh, and you could see frustration
0: building up in the loud players and then the ball was brought forward a couple of times and frustration built up even more and, and when I was on commentary on the local radio, I I, I was saying at the time, Kevin can count himself lucky on a couple of frees there that they look soft enough, you know. Well,
2: that's very that's very noble coming from a man, you know. Usually, uh, you think you're very very biased, but. It's great to hear that. Yeah. So you know, from the opposing team thinks that as well. Because I, I, I thought like it wasn't like you said it wasn't the difference in the game, but they really help when you when you need absolutely everything and you need a wee bit of a favour when your luck's not going your way and you're looking to find your way into the game. You need a, You need a free kick, like a couple of frees we should have got in front of the posts, and they would have like yeah. di- like that. That made you you stretched it out to about four point lead in the first half. And we did so well to walk it back into the game before half-time to leave two in it. But if we get those frees, it's level all going in the half-time, second half, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought in
0: that, that second quarter, that there were definitely two opportunities that I can think of. And loud should have had scorable freeze and, uh, and, and the referee decided not to give them a cabin counter-attack. Now, I think they hit a wide and dropped one short, but yeah. it, it's still with the principle of it. But Look, at, I, and again, I, I'm like you, I don't like getting on referees backs in other ways, and, and maybe, and I, there's only a suggestion, maybe there's a possibility that if loud players are barking at the referee,
2: enough, constantly, yeah.
0: it, it, he's only human. And I'm not saying that, I, I was up in the commentary box, so I have no idea that it was happening. Yeah,
2: it's maybe that it's that that cuteness. Like you know, sometimes the ref, you you could be pulling and dragging out of a lad, but you could be battering a lad. And if you just tug the jersey, you get a free. Sometimes the ref doesn't see anything, but if he sees the jersey being tugged, you're presenting the case to the referee, and then bang, you will be nailed. And I think we have to learn that in this division as well. And like like, I'm sorry, I'm just getting back to the point that we had to got those frees. Like, Ryan Bourne's given an absolute exhibition of dead ball kicking tonight. Bar to laugh, so maybe he yeah. was tired, but that's his first game of the year, and I thought he was outstanding
0: from dead balls. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was super impressed with him, even to the point where the one that he missed, which was the easiest one of all, the, the, the 14 metre, I had it written down and on air, we both myself and, and Michael Brennan from from the WRB podcast where we were saying, Look it, it's another fight for for Ryan Burns and he he just instead of taking the time and doing what he does brilliantly, he panicked it or he rushed it and, and didn't execute it. But he's kicking from long range. Yeah. As I said, the problem with the one that he missed was it was just too close to the goal. He he, he watched them that forty five metres and, and further For him to get a good
2: key strike He's a lovely striker of a ball Yeah, yeah, absolutely I suppose um, And then other positives I thought um, around the middle of the field We held our own Although uh, Brian McGee I thought was very impressive for you To play last week a full forward Play midfield this week I thought he was very good Um, Usually Tommy Dornan Who matched up with him Kicks a point a game He didn't even kick a point tonight So it just showed like you having strength and depth there that we might not have but we might have in the future you know
0: yeah I thought Tommy Dorn I thought he had a good game bar his his finishing because if if I was to say from kickouts anything that was out towards the middle of the field I thought you would won yeah, he, he, he yeah we did you know break in yeah. or, or, or won it clean Calvin had a few uh, which I was delighted with, Cabinet If you set pieces for kickouts that work exceptionally well, mainly going towards wings and creating spaces by movement. But I thought anything that was uh, a 50 50 or a break and ball, loud probably broke it, uh, or took took the lead on that. I thought we weren't that strong at midfield. Now, Brian McGee going forward, I agree with you. I thought I thought he was excellent for a young lad that that lad's only 21 years of age. Oh really? Um, nice.
2: he, pl- he plays uh, a lot. He I plays mean, a lot older.
0: Yeah, he does. He plays a lot you right, but he's he's and he's in his first season as a county senior. So I I, uh, I was delighted for him. He's growing in confidence as as the year goes on, and I think there's a lot more to come from him. But
2: I'd I'd have to say on the midfield back overall, I, I would say I like, just it. Yeah, and that that just probably highlights the first point. My first point early on that it was we were the architects of our own downfall. Like we won possession around the middle of the field. We had an awful lot of possession, to be honest. And it's just, yeah. we forced the wrong kicker we forced an extra pass, or they, you got a hit on us right in the centre of the defence. And then we're chasing shadows after that. We're trying to come back after, like, trying and chase back after a lad that's after taking us, dispossessing us, and running into open space. Very hard to defend, you know, very hard to build yourself up. Look, Damien, that's where the game was won and lost. Uh, I, I'm just landing in here at home now. Thanks for shortening the journey on a miserable night for Loud fans, and not gloating too much. Um, enjoy Division One next year. Thanks very yeah. much. And enjoy the podcast.
0: I love
2: it. So straight talking from Damien there. Uh, he, he, he wasn't wrong. Like he, he even agreed with the referee. He could see some positive signs in Loud. He liked Ryan Barnes as well. So it's. Thanks very much to Damien for coming on and having a chat If you liked Damien, he's good crack he's, he's, a great, he's a great podcaster He's on uh, We Are Carving And We Are Ulster he, uh, You should go and check him out He, uh, he, he uh, does a pod weekly And he's a whole host of guests From all over Ulster Writers and what have you And he's Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo cell with him All the time on We Are Cavan. So, two, two, two good pods to um, keep your eye on and download. They're on iTunes as well and they're also on SoundCloud. So, next up we have um, Talking Points. Talking Point number one, and it was the referee. I hate talking points about a referee, I hate talking about a referee after the game. But he did give Calvinsaw a freeze, and the four bones he was in tonight from dead balls, if we had to get those freeze, it would have been a lot tighter game. We wouldn't have have expended that much energy to get back into the game. And at this level, a six-day turnaround. They played last Saturday, so they had seven days to recover. That extra day, that extra night might have helped them didn't help us we needed everything we we got and we didn't get the freeze and a hometown decision that's talking point number one is holding the end Talking point number two. I thought Bevan Duffy at the heart of the loud defence was quite good. He was very powerful driving forward. Uh, We may be missing him further up the field. Could someone else play that role? Could we uh, change it about? Or is Pete trying to find his best team? I suppose that's the talking point. Does Pete know his best team? You can see... uh, Matty McLean in his second season in charge has more of a handle on the cohesion on the team he has and the panel he has in front of him. So obviously Pete's not gonna know his strongest hand yet. He's not gonna know his strongest squad yet, he's not gonna know a system of playing yet. But he's getting there, it's a massive learning curve. He's learned an awful lot from last week against Down, and he's learned an awful lot tonight against Calvin. Massive learning st- learning curve for the whole squad but more so for Pete and that's talking point number two the massive learning curve Pete is undertaking and it's going to take time and patience I suppose one positive is Bevan, he's found him there at centre half and he's doing quite a good job uh, that's talking point number two walking point number three and I don't like singling anyone out but I thought Emma Carlin again was absolutely outstanding he uh, was he started full back and Kevin O'Reilly in the corner for Calvin was causing all sorts of bother so we went out onto him and I thought he did very well on him he actually he stopped him he, he stopped his influence on the game he's a really good man marker uh, Carlin he was top he was a top player now tonight he also went when O'Reilly went off he actually yeah, he forced him off and O'Reilly was uh, the top scorer on the night for four points along with Keane Mackey but Mackey was the, was the chap that uh, Carlin was moved on to so it just shows the value of him he's a he's a young chap just coming in tough to play full back he doesn't really play full back for his own club the Newtown Blues but he, he showed his he, he pedigree he marked Keevee and Riley their livelihood forward out of him when he went on him he went on Keen Mackey and he did a job with him as well Mackie wasn't as prominent uh, until he w- un- before he went on him or after he went on him so that's a real find that's a find of the year that's a find for, for loud football going forward whether he starts sorry he'll obviously start or he, he'll obviously be there come come the summertime, uh, either full back or wherever he, he, that's what I mean if he, it doesn't matter if he starts full back he's going to mark more than likely the opposition's best forward and I think think he's well able to do it so that's talking point number three talking point number four and I suppose that has got to be the main team of this whole division two campaign is it's a massive learning curve this is like this is a what it, a, like university standard football like um, in terms of learning and understanding and comprehension we are really learning at the deep end I suppose like I mentioned earlier on in the other talking point about Pete McGrath I think the loud players are finding it like okay this is what happens when you when you don't when you give the ball away this is what happens when you don't take your chances going forward so like although it's a demoralising night now for loud football it was, a, it was a like it was a depressing dressing room after it the lads are upset and they're sore and they're hurting but deep down they're going to become better footballers because of it Division 2 is where you want to play Division 2 is going to make you better come summer maybe Pete's looking iron towards the summer as well you know usually you have You have players that stand out purely on fitness or purely on endeavour. You need endeavour and you need fitness, but you need a high football IQ as well. And these boys are learning. And the best thing about it is they're young chaps as well. We're a very young, loud team. So they're learning at the highest level of football, Bar Division 1, obviously. But they're, they're learning really well. That if you make a mistake, you will get punished. If you give the ball away, you give. You will get punished. If you don't take your chances, it's gonna really add up at the end of the game. If you don't buy your free, or if you don't take your man on, you're not. Like it's not gonna happen for you. We are really at the deep end, and there's no harm. We are. We're gonna become better footballers from it. These lads will go back to their clubs and bring on their club players as well and their club teammates. So all in all, a very, very steep learning curve. But we were like like the down game, we showed glimpses that were there or thereabouts. It's just this fine margin, this clinicalness. You need to really sharpen yourself going forward, like and you need to really strengthen the walls of the fence. And that's what really, really pays the bills when it comes to Division 2 football and you can only imagine Division 1 like you're talking about Dublin there and you're talking about Kerry like they hit, like their score percentage is up 90% they're not letting in any scores any easy scores like even tonight we give away we get the hand in for freeze and once you get the hand in you're getting pinged and they nail the freeze and it's just demoralised you and it's just like you're just learning all the time I suppose the more the, f- the more you fail, the more you learn. So that's the that's the best way to end that talking point. Talking point number five, and I suppose it, it's kind of the right the timing is right when you see Park Talton to get. Uh, to go ahead for a revamp of millions of euro and you go to Brefley Park tonight and it, was, it is an absolutely beautiful stadium. Even to the finest details, like you're talking about a massive even carving crest imprinted into the turf, right in front of them the home stand. It just it just sets a lovely impression, you know it, it just gives that kind of respect to the players to the supporters that they are very serious about their business that uh, we take a lot about football in this county and it just uh, just uh, it's just a stark contrast to draw like a little a little bit or a little bit of help the county board can get from the GA would go a long long way. If, please God, we get to go ahead and traction does come, it'll make a massive boost in the county. Because you see young people go into Calvin tonight, into the Kingsbrand Breffney, and they're they're thinking, wow, this is lovely, I'd love to play here, I want to play my finals here. And then they aspire to play there, and they work hard in their game, and then they do play there, and they're used to it, and it's like, it's exactly where we want to be, and it's... It's deserved, you know. So, look, it's a long, it's a long and arduous debate, um, and like I say, it just gives that massive impression, and it's a comforting impression. But as a visitor coming into Kingsman Brefni, that they made they're serious about their football, and they like enough. Not saying the Lord isn't serious about their football, but sometimes a nice big beautiful stadium speaks volumes you know so that that ends the talking point I uh, suppose on and off the field you can take something and that's the last one I'm taking that off so I'm off the pitch tonight King's and an absolutely beautiful place and a great stadium to play in so there we have it that's the Loud and Calvin talking points um, fair play for listening to the whole lot you you truly are a, a true Loud fan um, follow me on at We Are Loud on Twitter and Facebook as I said earlier on we're on iTunes now so you can download and subscribe even rate or give me a review the harsher the better I suppose I don't know I'm only joking but uh, a nice review would be nice Uh, might bump me up on the iTunes charts might bump the county up on the iTunes charts Um, it was a tough slog of a Talking Points podcast thanks very much for listening we'll have a Cork preview Wednesday or maybe Thursday so tune in and keep the faith